Mobile.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. An interesting day to say the least as you look at what's happening in those soybean prices today. What is the overall picture as we look at this grain complex and the livestock really as well as they digest the higher numbers happening on the grain side of it? Add to it, Russia's got some interesting news coming out in regards to ammonia nitrate. We'll also look at uh, just the weather in general, what we're seeing here in the States and globally. We've got a lot of factors we're going to look at at today's trade as Aaron Bertels joins us. He is with Crossroads Marketing. So I guess it's the water cooler talk, whether you like it or not. Soybeans definitely taking a jump today, Aaron. Yeah, it depends on your situation for sure. Um, you know, we've gone up a lot in just the last seven to nine days on soybeans. Another huge day today. It's kind of at that point, though, where, you know, I don't think even people that have been really friendly um, have a lot of confidence in, you know, how high this could go at this point or when this maybe is going to make a turnaround. Um, And the confusing part for me is just that, you know, this has started and continued with a lot of different information sources. It started with, you know, weather being an issue in South America. Um, Then that weather, you know, kind of changed and, and things started to, uh, change because of it. Then it went to, you know, well, there's already damage done in the southern part of Brazil, and those crop numbers continue to kind of dwindle. Uh, Stonex came out again today and dropped theirs down to around 128. Um, you know, Conab and some of those places are still up around 140, which is way higher than most of the private estimates. So, you know, those numbers started to come down, and uh, now they've kind of leveled out at a certain spot, at least for now. Um, so you just kind of look at it and you're like, okay, well, what is, you know, since we've digested all that stuff, I mean, that stuff's been in the marketplace for a week or two now. Um, you know, what's what's continuing this higher? Is it that they still believe it's got a lot lower to go? Is it because demand has still been strong and we've cut into this? And what is that number that they're going to feel comfortable with, which obviously changes because of how much demand we end up with? So it, it's an interesting situation because you usually see markets like this because you're in a weather market at that time. I wouldn't say that we're in a weather market right now. I would say that we've had weather that's caused a problem. I don't think a lot of this has to do with uh, our current situation, which is obviously dry um, right now in, in most places. And I know it's concerning for everyone, and it should be. I don't know that it has a lot to do with the prices as of today. So it's a really uh, different situation with beans given the time of the year, the reasons we're going up, um, you know, where it stops, I mean, I think it's overdone right now. I mean, this price is, is very high. Um, corn has not wanted to follow along. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, we're at 38 today. There's there's really been no indication or no, you know, type of sell indication that this market's given you. And until you have one of those days where you either, you either uh, come way off of your highs from that day or you have a day where um, you close like we did today and then you have a really bad reversal day the next day, it's hard to think what's going to get uh, bulls and people that have been along this market fearful that they're going to lose value in their positions. Well, you look at this, this corn market, I mean, and everything I've read talked about, they were just being led higher by what happened in the soybean trade. But there's got to be some other influences within this corn trade to see the numbers tick up. And could that be South America as they get ready to plant this crop? Sure. I mean, it, it's actually probably weather should be more concerning for corn right now than beans down there. You know, Argentina obviously is a place where weather is still very important for what their production for soybeans might be. Brazil's 
kind of past that point now. It's more about, you know, getting the crop out and whatever that crop ends up being. But now we're planting the second crop of corn, which we're, I believe, 20-some percent long down there in, in at least Mato Grosso, you know, one of the biggest producing state they have. So I'd say the weather is, is more important for corn right now just to determine, you know, and it's usually, you know, that's, if they have a problem, that's usually where they have a problem, right? Because you're getting into the drier season. That was a huge problem last year. Um, they're getting things planted a lot quicker this year, but the weather has be, been a problem a lot earlier than they're used to it being a problem. So, yeah, I would say that now you're walking into the time frame where weather can be an issue for corn um, down there and, you know, remains to be seen, right? So so what are we going to see, uh, the type of pressure? Um, is this going to put on as we start to see some maybe some some early harvest numbers coming in on on the soybeans or late harvest numbers at this point and and early plantings I guess is what I'm trying to say on this corn crop. I think that it's going to just come down to do they can because you know, they've started to get some rains now um, a little bit more consistent rain you know ours is seen as the same way uh, it's a little too late for the soybeans but it's, it could be very helpful for the second crop of corn but. What happens to this, you know, forecast and everything as you move further into what's supposed to be their dry season? Or did their dry season just start early and then, you know, now we're going to move into a little bit different type of of climate? It's still too early to be terribly concerned about any of that, but that's what people are going to start to watch, you know. Then you got to wonder, does if we have some dryness, does corn start to take over as the leader here, even at these price levels? Because you still got to, you still have to think, and this has been something I've felt the whole time, you know, Corn shouldn't have to go down a whole lot, considering, you know, our dryness, our carryout, you know, the fact that input costs are high. I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, people are looking into this summer and spring and saying, you know, what do corn prices need to be to make sure that we get the acres uh, with the way input costs are? Uh, Nobody knows the answer to that question, and we're already at such high levels that it becomes a very difficult uh, question to answer, but it's you certainly think that the downside of this should be limited until you get into spring and, you know, middle of summer and people feel comfortable about the fact that we've got a decent amount of acres and we're on our way to having a decent crop. Some of that pressure obviously could be uh, taken off if uh, Brazil can have a good crop of of corn uh, as a second crop here. And that's just a long way off for us to be able to feel comfortable um, making an assumption on all right, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we continue with the second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell. We're going to look at what's going on with Russia, especially with the ammonia nitrate. We'll also talk about that fertilizer fire here in the States. Is that going to have an effect? Let's look at the flip side. What's happened to the cattle inventory report? How does that set the tone for second and third quarter? It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. As you talk to your local Fontenelle Hybrids dealer, they'll tell you our product lineup is second to none. Here's Eric Wasinius with Peterson Livestock near Oxford, Nebraska. I think a lot of it is as far as what really makes Fontenelle stand out is our product lineup. Um, we've got things that will fit in pretty much any environment or situation that we run into in uh, central Nebraska. To find out more about products or how you can become a Fontenelle Hybrids dealer, go to Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide for details. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continue this conversation with Aaron Bertels. He is with Crossroads Marketing. So I, I was joking during the commercial break. For our older listeners, when we look at what's been happening in this trade, it reminds me of that song. This is a song that never ends. It goes on and on, my friends. And that just seems to be we've just changed the one to a two in the year of marketing. This ebb and flow 
kind of repeating itself a little bit from last year. Yeah, we talked about, you know, last year it seemed like one friendly or bullish thing after the other to kind of keep corn going through this time. You had South America's problem with weather and their lack of a corn crop. You had China buying. You had, you know, just a lot of things that kept adding up to get us to the place that we were last year. And, and it seems like the same thing with beans this year. You just you start with weather and then there's a problem. And, you know, China continues to buy and crush margins are really good. And, you know, there's just a lot of reasons um, for people right now to feel optimistic. And, you know, they might be looking for those reasons anyway, right? They, this might be because of our carryout and, and because of our situations with, you know, uh, demand. Uh, they're looking for reasons to get long, and they're they're finding plenty of them. Um, so it's, it, you know, there's a lot of year left, too. I mean, we're <laughs> just in February now, and, you know, we haven't even gotten to the times that are usually crazier for us, you know, right, where you get into our weather issues, which could be plenty um, this year unless something changes drastically here. So let's look at this uh, drastic. What is going on with Russia this February 2nd, which is tomorrow, and talk of ammonia nitrate? It seems to be, again, one thing after the other over there, too. You know, the, the buildup of troops, and now, uh, you know, last year it was export taxes, and now you're looking at uh, them just stopping um, exporting ammonium nitrate for two months starting tomorrow is the date that I saw. So, you know, just one more thing from a fertilizer standpoint and, uh, you know, reason to be concerned as we move forward about being able to get acres and being able to get the things that we need. South America buys a lot um, from that area, you know, so it's it's one of those things that you, you, you know, just adds to the list of uh, concerns as we move through the next couple of months. All right, what are we going to see with this fertilizer fire as well that's been taking place uh, here in the States? Does that cause any concerns for these grain prices? <laughs> you know, again, it's just one thing <laughs> after the other. Right? It's, you know, yeah, I'm sure it does with the issues we already have, right? You know, so it's just one more thing to add to the list of all this stuff that's going on that causes concerns about are we going to get the acres that we need um, with prices like this? You know, $14 soybeans don't help this either, right? You know, when we're talking about corn acres and trying to get what we need moving into next year and just feeling comfortable about what kind of crop do we have to have to take this carry out to a place that's not concerning like it's been the last couple of years, right? Because, you know, getting 94-plus million acres is going to be very, very difficult, not something that anybody's talking about. It's going to be even more difficult, though, when you start you continue to have problems with fertilizer and its availability, when you continue to have bean prices the way that they are right now. Um, if guys have any concerns or doubts about planting corn or the margins there, uh, it's an easy fix. You know, if you can sell some beans and, and plant one quarter into that that you weren't going to. So it just it's a little things that kind of chip away at that which make it difficult for the prices to come down unless everything does. Um, you know, and that's just not where we're at today. There's just too many concerns that they have uh, to feel comfortable about letting go of, of their length. And a time frame where they just don't, there's not a lot of other changes to take place. So let's jump over to the livestock side. We had a cattle inventory report of yesterday. How is that going to set the tone when you look at those numbers as we head into the second and even the third quarter? Yeah, I think a lot of people were already friendly as you move into here because of, you know, still, you know, the one thing we haven't even mentioned, the inflation discussion, um, you know, with cattle. And now you have an inventory report that shows, you know, about one point less than the trade expected as far as total cattle. Um, so it's friendly, you know, and we've already come off of our lows uh, over the last week. Maybe some of that's already priced in. 
uh, you're working up to a trend line area that you're going to have to get through. A um, little surprised to see things close so far off of, of what their highs were today, um, you know, not quite making it to that trend line. Uh, and, you know, look a little bit overbought just because of the action we've had the last four or five days. So I won't be surprised to see this chop around a little bit, um, you know, after the day that we saw today. But certainly a friendly thing. And if, if people are already concerned about inflation and those prices moving forward, then uh, this doesn't uh, certainly doesn't hurt that argument. Obviously, a big thing is keeping an eye on the prize. The hog numbers, are they just kind of following along at this point after they see the cattle? And then maybe worries about these soybean prices affecting their bottom line? Yeah, sure. You know, it certainly could be. Plus, you just, you know, again, you talk about overbought. Um, you know, hogs have been strong for the last two weeks and, you know, back up near the highs that we've seen over the last, you know, four, five, six, seven months, really. So, uh, again, you know, they might be at a point where they are going to become a little bit more of a follower. But, you know, yeah, you look at soybean prices. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that everybody's going to be keying in on. Um, as you move forward here, and it, it certainly is in a place now where it can it can change outcomes of, of everything. All right, Aaron, what's the best way for folks to get hold of you? Uh, you can give me a call at 402-309-3171 or email me at abertles at crossroadsml.com. And that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all the local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.